Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 41 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapter 19, in which Jesus is put on trial, the Jewish religious leaders lobby for his death, and Jesus is crucified and buried. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible, Orthodox Version, because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about five minutes to read John chapter 19. Let's get started. Jesus repeatedly emphasized in his ministry, as recorded in the Gospel of John, that he was sent from God the Father, and that he came to do the Father's will. Jesus came not to do his own will, but the will of the Father that sent him. Jesus, throughout his ministry, did things in God's timing. Now was the time for Jesus to follow God's plan of him dying on the cross for our sins and God raising Jesus from the dead. In John 18, we read of Jesus being arrested by people who were sent by the Jewish leaders. These leaders did not like Jesus. Here are some of the reasons the Jewish leaders did not like Jesus. First, they did not agree with Jesus' theology and practice when it came to the Sabbath day. Jesus, on at least a few occasions, healed people on the Sabbath day. The Jewish leaders said this was wrong. Second, Jesus claimed God was his Father, making himself equal with God. John chapter 5, verse 18 says, quote, For this cause, therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also called God his own Father, making himself equal with God, end quote. The Jewish leaders called this blasphemy. Third, they were envious of his popularity. Matthew says in Matthew 27, verse 18, that Pilate, quote, knew that because of envy, they had delivered him up, end quote. The Jewish leaders had delivered Jesus up to Pilate because of envy. And four, the Jewish leaders were afraid of losing their political and religious power and their good relationship with Rome. Caiaphas, the high priest, said in John 11.49 that it was, quote, advantageous for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation not perish, end quote. A fifth reason the Jewish leaders did not like Jesus was that they were not willing to do God's will. Jesus says in John chapter 7, verse 17, regarding doing God's will, quote, If anyone desires to do his will, he will know about the teaching, whether it is from God or if I am speaking from myself, end quote. A sixth reason the Jewish leaders did not like Jesus was that they were seeking their own glory instead of God's glory. Jesus says in John chapter 7, verse 18, quote, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. End quote. A seventh reason the Jewish leaders did not believe in Jesus was because they were not willing to obey what revelation they already had. Jesus says in John 7, verse 19, quote, Didn't Moses give you the law 
and yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you seek to kill me? End quote. In John chapter 18, the Jewish leaders sent people to arrest Jesus and had him brought before the high priest Annas and then the high priest Caiaphas. Then they brought Jesus to Pilate, the Roman authority in the area. Since Rome was in political control of Israel during the time of Jesus, the Jewish religious leaders could not use capital punishment against a person without Roman consent. Pilate has already examined Jesus. He learned that Jesus did not deny that he was king of the Jews and that Jesus' kingdom was not of this world. Jesus' mission as king was to testify to the truth. Pilate could not find Jesus guilty of any wrongdoing. Since it was Passover time, Pilate offered to release one prisoner to the Jews, as was the custom. Pilate suggested that they could choose for Jesus to be released, but the Jewish leaders demanded that Barabbas, a robber, be released instead of Jesus. Now, in chapter 19, Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. Then the Roman soldiers mocked and bullied Jesus. They evidently knew that Jesus was viewed by some as the king of the Jews. The Roman soldiers made a crown of thorns for him and put a purple garment on him. And they kept saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They were mocking him. The Jews were waiting outside because they did not want to defile themselves by entering the house of the Gentile Pilate. Pilate then brought Jesus out to the Jewish leaders. Pilate told the Jewish leaders that he found no basis for a criminal charge against Jesus. Jesus came out mockingly dressed like a king with a crown of thorns and a purple robe. Pilate told them, Behold the man. John chapter 19 verse 5. The chief priest and the officers began to lobby Pilate to crucify Jesus. Then for the first time they alleged a charge against Jesus. They told Pilate that according to Jewish law that Jesus should die because he claimed to be the Son of God. This made Pilate more fearful. He took Jesus back into the praetorium for more questioning. He asked Jesus where he was from, but Jesus gave no answer. When Jesus did not answer him, Pilate told Jesus that he had the power to have Jesus crucified or to release him. Jesus told Pilate that Pilate would not have this power unless God had given it to him. Pilate then tried to find a way to release Jesus. The Jewish leaders then told Pilate that if they released Jesus, that Pilate would not be Caesar's friend, and by Jesus making himself out to be a king, he was speaking against Caesar. Caesar was the head of the Roman Empire, so Pilate knew that Caesar would demand his full acceptance of Caesar's authority. The Jewish leaders said this to make it hard for Pilate to release Jesus. Pilate asked them if they wanted him to crucify their king. They responded, we have no king but Caesar. Then Pilate delivered Jesus to be crucified. Jesus then carried his cross towards where he was to be crucified. Jesus was crucified at Golgotha, which is Hebrew for place of the skull. 
Jesus was crucified with two criminals. Pilate had written on the cross in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek the following words, quote, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, end quote. John 19, verse 19. The Jews then asked Pilate to change the wording to that Jesus claimed to be the King of the Jews. Pilate refused to make that change. Evidently, the Roman soldiers who did the task of crucifying were allowed to have the garments of the person they crucified. They made four parts of Jesus' garments. This suggests that there may have been four Roman soldiers. Jesus also had a coat that had no seam. So instead of dividing it up, they cast lots to decide which of the soldiers got the coat. John pointed out that this fulfilled the biblical prophecy found in Psalm 22, verse 18, which says, quote, They divide my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing, end quote. John then mentions some of those present at Jesus' crucifixion. Present at the crucifixion was Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, Mary Magdalene, and John, the author of John's Gospel, referred to as the disciple whom Jesus loved. See John chapter 19, verses 25 to 26. We are not told who told these people that Jesus was being crucified. All this happened within a matter of hours. Jesus was tried before Pilate in the morning, and now it was about noontime. Perhaps John was one of those who spread the news to these women that Jesus had been arrested and sentenced to death. Jesus then told Mary that from now on John was her son, and he told John that Mary was his mother. John then took Mary to his own home to care for her. This is amazing given that Jesus had brothers such as James and Jude, who later became disciples of Jesus. Jesus was about finished with the task that God sent him to do. Jesus had faithfully taught what God the Father sent Jesus to say, and he did what God the Father sent Jesus to do. Jesus, by dying on the cross, was finishing the work God sent him to do. Jesus had been faithful and sinless to the very end. Jesus indicated his thirst. The soldiers gave him vinegar on hyssop to drink. Jesus then said, quote, it is finished, end quote. John chapter 19, verse 30. Jesus had finished the mission God the Father sent Jesus to do. Jesus then laid down his life. He gave up his spirit. Jesus had said in John chapter 10, verses 17 to 18, quote, The Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down by myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. I receive this commandment from my Father. End quote. This was a special Sabbath because it was at Passover time. At sundown, it would be the weekly Sabbath. The Jewish leaders wanted those being crucified to die before the Sabbath began that is, before sunset. The way of accomplishing this was by breaking the legs of those crucified 
so they could not push themselves up to breathe. Hanging on the cross resulted in not being able to breathe if one was just hanging from their hands and could not push themselves up to fill their lungs with air. The Jewish leaders requested Pilate to have the legs of those crucified to have their legs broken. The soldiers then broke the legs of the two being crucified with Jesus because they were still alive. But Jesus had already died, so they did not break his legs. Instead, a Roman soldier pierced Jesus' side with a spear, and blood and water came out. John testifies of this and points out that this fulfills two prophecies about Jesus. First, the prophecy that not a bone of him would be broken, and that they looked on him whom they pierced. Psalm 34, verse 20 says, quote, He protects all of his bones, not one of them is broken. End quote. In Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, Yahweh says, quote, I will pour on David's house and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they will look to be whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one who mourns for his only son, and will grieve bitterly for him as one grieves his firstborn. End quote. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says about God's servant, quote, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought our peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. End quote. Next, Jesus is buried in a nearby tomb. Joseph of Arimathea was a disciple of of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jews. He asked Pilate's permission to take away Jesus' body. Nicodemus also came with a mixture of myrrh and aloes for Jesus' burial. We are not told how they knew Jesus was crucified upon such short notice. This suggests that Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea were close enough to Jesus' disciples to be among those quickly informed of Jesus' arrest and crucifixion. What are some truths or lessons we get from this passage? What were the truths John was trying to convey in the facts he brings in to focus during uh, Jesus' crucifixion? First, John's gospel brings out the truth that Jesus was not worthy of crucifixion. Pilate could not find any credible charges to bring against Jesus. Pilate tried to convince the Jew, Jewish leaders not to kill Jesus. Second, that Jesus was the king of the Jews, but his kingdom is not of this world, and that Jesus came to speak God's truth. Third, that Jesus finished the task that God the Father sent Jesus to do. Jesus was able to say right before his death, it is finished. Fourth, Jesus' death fulfilled Old Testament prophecies about Jesus. They did not part his garments, but cast lots for his coat. They took, looked on him whom they pierced, and not a bone of his was broken. Jesus was the sacrifice for our sins when he was pierced. Fifth, that Jesus was the Son of God. Sixth, Jesus was focused on fulfilling God's assignment and mission, and did, did not retaliate against those who slapped and mocked him, as being king of the Jews. 
Seventh, Jesus showed care for his mother by entrusting John to take care of her. Eighth, that God was in control. Pilate had no authority to crucify Jesus unless that authority was given or permitted by God. Nine, there were more disciples of Jesus that were apparent, but did not have the courage to publicly confess Jesus. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com, where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.